Welcome to Heart to Bark, a podcast for people who love their animals and want to learn more about them. I am your host, Dr. Mark. Come, sit, and stay tuned as we talk about the health and well-being of our furry, scaly, and even feathery friends. Welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Mark here with another episode of Heart to Bark. This is going to be a little bit different today. I am going to actually go through the exam process. We're going to talk about scheduling all the way to checkout, possibly into the recheck uh, appointment. And so what I want to do is just basically work our way through all of that give you some tips, give you some pointers, give you some options that you may not have thought about. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'll give you some, definitely some recommendations to get you in faster. And so you may want to listen to this one and, and uh, write some of these things down. So let's say you have a little guy or girl that is having some problems Vomiting, diarrhea, coughing, sneezing, not feeling well, just not doing right. The big thing you're going to want to do is really observe and see if you find any patterns involved because these are going to be questions that we're going to ask. Just monitor at home and just start thinking about any changes that could have happened that could be causing the issue because I will definitely ask you those questions when you come in. So, you call to schedule an appointment and the receptionists are going to take some basic information from you and they're going to get you in the schedule <clears throat> to when we can see you for an exam. Here is uh, suggestion number one. If you want to get in the fastest, you want to schedule your appointment as close to eight o'clock in the morning as possible, because that's when we start seeing appointments. And then the other time that you can get in the quickest is to schedule right after lunch, which is at about 1.30 for us. So an eight in the morning or a 1.30 in the afternoon is going to be your quickest time to get in because I don't have any appointments that are waiting or if we've gotten backed up for whatever reason. So that is uh, tip number one. So when scheduling the appointment, I want to go through a few things that you need to think about and options that you can do as well. One of them is we get this question all the time is my pet is very anxious, very nervous, or can you know potentially be aggressive, and it's just really hard to get them to the vet. There are some options for this. One is giving a little bit of a sedation. There is Benadryl. There's melatonin that's used sometimes, and these are over-the-counter medications. If you want to consider CBD an over-the-counter, which it is because you can get it anywhere basically at this point, CBD oil has some sedation effects to it, at least from what we've seen uh, with uh, pets coming in or people using it. And so CBD is another option. Then you move into actual prescription meds, and those are ones you're going to have to call us and say, hey, I need to make an appointment, but I need some meds to get this one to the clinic so that we can um, have a stress-free uh, exam and travel to the clinic, and we can work with you on that for sure. And so that's going to be on a case-by-case -case basis. 
But if you're going to use sedation, no matter which one, whether it's just Benadryl for the sedation effect, you want to give the medication when they're still calm. They haven't figured out that you're doing anything. They haven't figured out that you're packing your bags, you're getting your keys, that you just, you need them calm because if you give it when they're already worked up, it's not going to work. So you have to almost plan this in advance and give it 30 minutes to an hour before you even start getting ready to go. And so that's going to be uh, very beneficial if, if you do that. A couple of other things just on the scheduling part. If you're going to be a new patient to a vet clinic, or if you're coming in as a second opinion or a referral, then definitely bring all medications with you. So any medicine that we're on, I know we can call and get records, but I always like to know from the owner what we're on because things might have changed. What's in the record might be different than what, you know, it might have just been a phone call. Hey, give it, give this medication twice a day now, or in the record it said once a day, you know, for whatever reason, if a medicine has to be given differently, I always like to just see and then ask the clients basically what they're giving based on what they bring in. So bring your medications, especially if you're a new patient, a referral, or a second opinion. Uh, for sure, second opinions, because we want to go through what's already been done. One of the next things I want to talk about when scheduling an appointment is if you know your pet is going to need to be sedated and or put under anesthesia, I would withhold food the night before. And that's just going to be a little bit better from a sense of the reason we withhold food when they go under anesthesia is with the risk of aspiration pneumonia if they vomit whenever they're asleep or waking up. So you want their stomach empty. And so that's the reason we withhold food whenever we know we're going to put them under anesthesia is to reduce that risk. And so that would be something else that you want to do if you know that your pet has something that's going to require an anesthesia or even a sedation. So those are some things to think about when you're actually calling and scheduling the actual appointment. So let's move to check-in. So you're going to arrive at the clinic and come in, and we actually have designated uh, quiet areas in the clinic for cat patients or things like that. And we've structured our reception and waiting area to where we can have multiple different areas that try to keep pets separated. So our seating is set up in a way that we can try to keep little groups of chairs in different areas so that pets can not be so close to each other. But when you check in, you're going to come in and once again, you're going to probably talk to one of the receptionists that took the phone call uh, to schedule the appointment. And they are going to find your file or create it if you're new. And we're going to get a weight on the pet. We typically do ours in the waiting area. We have our scales up there. If they're smaller, we do have small scales in the exam rooms. And so sometimes, especially if they're in crates or cats, we don't want to get them out in a large area. So we will just do that in the exam room. And so that's one of the big things that we'll do at check-in. And then you'll be placed in an exam room. And the next step is a technician is going to um, pick up your file. They're going to review the records 
and they're going to come in and do some initial questions. So these are going to be things that are going to go over basically what the problems are, how long has it been going on, has anything changed? So we're just going to, they're going to go through all of that and just give me a heads up as to what potentially could be going on with your pet as to start helping me figure out what is going on so that then I can come in and ask, you know, more detailed questions that may help for sure. I try not to re-ask the same questions, but sometimes I will to maybe have the owner think about the problem maybe a little bit differently so that maybe they can maybe remember something that might give me a better clue as to what's going on. Once again, y'all are their voice. And so I really rely on the owners to help me figure out what is going on, which also involves the exam. So after the technicians have gone in, and obtained a history, maybe done some of the common things if it's a routine exam, then they will come talk to me and then I will go into the exam room and I will perform what we call a physical exam. So I'm going to have the patient on the table if it's a small one, or we'll do large dogs usually on the floor just to make it easier for them and and us. And basically what I do is I start from nose and I work my way to the tail and then kind of back up. And while I'm doing my exam, I'm usually asking questions as I'm working through their body systems with my exam. So when I start in the nose, I'll start asking, is there any sneezing going on, coughing, and I'll just check their airways, check their eyes, make sure there's no eye discharge. And then we will open the mouth, look at the teeth and make sure there's nothing in the airway, make sure the the tartar amount is appropriate, hopefully none. Um, and then we assess, so if we assess for dental disease and then I'll just palpate their back and down their, their back and make sure there's no lumps or bumps. I'll ask the owner, have you noticed any bumps recently? Do you know of anything that could be, um, you know, cause most owners will basically pet their, their animals all the time so they can notice these things pretty quickly. And then I'll lift the tail up and I'll look at the anal area uh, and make sure that all of that is okay. And then I start to go back up the body underneath. And so I'll palpate the bladder, the abdomen, feel the intestines, make sure nothing's going on there, especially if there's a vomiting or a diarrhea. We're looking for any kind of blockages that I can maybe feel or just any changes. And the whole time I'm asking the owner questions based off of what I'm feeling as well on their pet and then working to try to figure out what's going on. Then I will go to the thorax or the chest area and I will use my stethoscope to listen to the heart, to the lungs. I'll ask if they've been coughing, if they've been tiring easy. All these are signs of either heart problems or airway problems. And so we'll go through that at the whole time. I'm looking also at the skin, the feet, making sure there's no sores And so this is all very much an observation. The entire time I'm in the exam room, I'm watching these guys. I'm seeing how they walk, making sure they're not limping. I'm just checking them from the minute I walk into the exam room. um, And then while I'm doing my physical exam and my questions will be specific to, you know, potentially what they're there for or things that I am finding on the exam. So then the last thing I'll do is I will have an ear scope 
and I will look down in the ears and make sure that those are okay. And we'll typically have ear infections when we have dogs with allergies. So this podcast is not intended to go through all the different disease processes. It's more just for you to understand what I'm doing in an exam room and probably what most, if not all, veterinarians are doing when they're trying to assess what's going on with your pet. And so just kind of helps you understand that if you know what we're doing, then maybe you can help us figure out what's going on because, once again, you are their voice for us. And so that helps us quite a bit. So sometimes our exam and our history may not give us all the clues that we need. And so what we might have to do is we might have to do some diagnostics to look inside them. And so some of the things that we do for that is typically blood work. So blood work lets me look at organ function. Are the kidneys functioning okay? Is the liver functioning okay? Is our blood counts okay? Are we anemic? Is the thyroid levels okay? You know, so this looks at organ function. You can have normal organ function and still have lots of structural changes. So the other diagnostic text test that I like to run is imaging, which involves x-rays, ultrasound, CT, maybe MRI, maybe scoping. There's a lot of different options that we can do to look inside our pets to see if there's something going on. The most common, x-rays. So most clinics have an x-ray machine, and that lets us look at heart size and shape, lets us look at the lung fields, look at the bones, look into the abdomen for size and positioning of the organs. And so X-rays are really good for a lot of things, but they can miss something. So you can have a liver on an X-ray that looks okay, and then you go into an ultrasound, and it's full of nodules within the liver. So we'll use ultrasound a lot many times to look inside the organs. So X-ray is good to show us their, their size and where they are placed in the body. Ultrasound lets us look into the tissue of the organ to look for cysts, nodules, growths, masses, just changes in general. So many times I'll use them together to help me figure out what's going on. Blood work for organ function, x-rays, ultrasound for structure with the two different components that I get from both of those. And so if let's just set up a scenario here. Let's say we have a dog that comes in and the liver values on the blood work are really high. We really need to look at the liver from a structural standpoint. So I'll take an x-ray, mildly enlarged, maybe not not too big of a deal. But then I get the ultrasound and it's just got nodules all within the liver, uh, which ends up, you know, maybe unfortunately being cancer or something. So if we would have stopped at blood work or or x-ray, I really wouldn't have been able to tell you a lot. Um, But when we did the ultrasound, we were able to see quite a bit. And I'll even go a step further with that in that if we have these guys that come in, especially older pets, and they're just, they're off. The owner's like, I can't pinpoint anything. There's just something going on. I don't know what it is. Then I run what's called a diagnostic package. I call it that. It's blood work, x-rays, and an ultrasound. I just do all three. And it lets me look at all that. And I've had multiple dogs come in. And we ran their blood work, and it was completely normal. Nothing was out of the range. And then we went and did x-rays and ultrasound, and the dog or cat, for that matter, was had cancer everywhere. Lymph nodes were enlarged. It was in the liver. It was in the kidneys. And function-wise, the dog was functioning well, but structurally, it was not good. 
And so this happens all too often. And if I would have stopped at blood work, then I would have told the owner, hey, everything is functioning well. And in a sense, given a false sense of, hey, everything's good, then we did imaging, and now we're talking about quality of life. It changed the entire conversation after we did imaging that then showed that there was a lot of cancer in this dog, even though the organs were functioning well. So this is something that I see a lot. And so if I have one that's really not doing well, losing a lot of weight, I really try to encourage a full diagnostic workup so that I can give you the most answers as an owner to get these guys better. So, or manage their problem, or at least know what's going on. And so, that's when we're going to work up a plan for you. So, after my exam, we're going to work up a plan. It may involve diagnostics. It may involve injections. It may involve staying in the hospital in our ICU area, or it may involve just meds to go home. So, there's going to be multiple options. And many times, I will give many options as to what we can do based off of finances, based off of how the pet's doing, based off of different treatment options that are available, testing that's available. And so there's going to be a plan that's created. The technician typically will then go back in the room, explain the cost involved and go through that plan. And then once we get approval, then we move forward with whatever the plan was. So based off of that, then we will, um, if it's go home meds, we'll fill those in the clinic. So we get that question a lot. Is all of this, these meds, something I can get at the clinic? Typically, yes. And so we have a full, a fully stocked pharmacy in the vet clinic, and we're able to fill the meds that are needed for the pet. And so there are online pharmacies available. There's a lot of options, especially with the internet now. We have a lot of different options at this point. And so uh, whether it's filled at the clinic or is at an online pharmacy, there's multiple options there. And so meds will get filled. And then typically we'll probably have some sort of recheck depending on what the problem is. And usually we schedule that whenever the pet and the owner are leaving the office. They'll stop back up with the receptionist and the receptionist will schedule a recheck exam and obviously we always let the owners know that if they ever have a problem or something is not following the progression that we think it should, they'll always call back and let us know if we need to recheck sooner. And we definitely do that. So I just wanted to go through all of that with you just to kind of give you a, a general flow of how we do that. And so once again, kind of big pointers would be, you know, if you want to get in quickly, come in at eight for an exam or come in at one thirty. We, uh, when we come back from lunch, that's going to get you in the fastest, bring your medications. If you need some sedation, call us before and, uh, you know, no food after midnight. If you think you're going to have a sedation, uh, that's involved with that. And then diagnostics are very important for these guys. <clears throat> Just want to think through those. If you're having one that's not doing well, maybe not responding to medications, then diagnostics is going to be uh, very useful for us to give us some answers so that I can give those to you. And so then we can make a uh, sound decision on what we want to do moving forward. So I hope this podcast helps. I know it's a little bit different than what I've done, but I wanted to go through that. We do have a lot of exams and I just wanted y'all to know kind of what happens a little bit behind the scenes. And so hopefully that gives you all a little bit of insight uh, to uh, your next exam with us. Y'all have a great day. Thank you.
If you enjoyed listening to this type of content, then hit that subscribe button for new episodes every week. For more information about this podcast or printable PDFs, visit our website at drmark.vet. That's D-R-M-A-R-K dot V-E-T. And feel free to email us about new topics to put on the show at info at drmark.vet. Also, check out our social outlets like Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram to stay up to date with our activities. Thank you and have a great day.